Hey guys, how's it going? Connor Gilson here, the president of CG Consulting. And last night we talked about how our mind can be a prison, how it can be something that we're locked in, how it can control us, and how even if it's not doing that, it's basically our operating system and how we need to constantly be looking for ways to think in new ways, to think <clears throat> new thoughts and really move our lives forward. And I think I did mention yesterday that or last night that I was going to do this in kind of a part sequence. And at first I was thinking maybe two or three parts, but as I've thought about this more, it might actually go beyond that for this first kind of segmented kind of part of the podcast as far as things you get that I feel that we all should really know about mindset. So there's a lot that we covered last night. Um, there's going to be a lot that we cover tonight. And what I really want you to do is no matter at what point I am in this podcast, when you start listening to this um, right now, everybody's you know new. This is new for me. This is new for my listeners. Um, it's more of a kind of like a pilot thing, even though I do cons- I do assume that it's going to be around for a while. But if you're listening to this in the future, hello future people, um, if you're listening to this in the future, um, just take your time to go through this. And if you're listening right now or in the future, I want it to pretty much be the same. And that's, I want to bring out points that you can, at the end of the day, think differently about. Maybe it stirs a kind of focused or thought pattern that you haven't had before and it improves your life to that degree. That's what I, the whole kind of goal to this podcast is. But sometimes we can get overwhelmed. There's sometimes I'm going to have podcasts where a lot of things hit, hit you at once. And then there's some that are going to bore you to death, I assume. Um, but what I want you to do is take one or two points that I say and then start applying it in your life. I talked about this last night. You really need to not only listen and read things and take in knowledge, you need to apply it. So that's what I hope that you can do is find one or two points, write them down. Um, if you're, you know, if you're old fashioned, you want to write it down pen and paper, or if you want to type it up on your phone or your iPad or whatever you're using to listen to this, if you have a laptop or computer near you, just take some notes on things that really strike out to you. I think as far as when we take notes or when we read books, we tend to highlight so much. We highlight anything, anything that we like, we, we get locked in that highlight note taking thing. When I go to um, discourses or keynotes, things like that. I don't take a lot of notes. I take notes of things that hit me hard, like, oh God. And part of it's me being honest with myself and part of it's um, me looking for things that are going to better improve me. So being honest with myself or being honest with yourself is, hey, this is something I need to work on and I'm humble enough to work on it and this is going to make me better. But let's jump pretty much um, into this this information. Um, one of the things that I want to focus on is build a kind of a common um, perception as far as humans go that have this kind of thought, this thought pattern. And this is just going to be used for one that I could think of that I've seen a lot in myself 
a lot in myself growing up, um, a lot in my students and my the people that I've coached and the people that I've done pro bono work for. I, it comes up a lot. And it was this one thought is that I should keep people at a distance because you can't trust people. And I feel like there's always a certain part of life where this this thought kind of rips through us, um, whether we've been betrayed once, twice, multiple times, whether we, and it's not so much a prejudice or um, a bias or segregation or whatever. Our mind is designed to make connections and liken things. That's why prejudices are so, so large in um, society and always kind of have been. It's starting to die down now or starting to be fought and starting people are starting to stand up for it. But sometimes we'll get a prejudice, whether it's towards a certain group of person, whether it's the opposite sex, whether it's um, certain types of business people. We, our mind is designed to make connections to try to protect us from harm. So usually this thought pattern comes up when um, we're hurt multiple times and it can also limit our, our, our mindset and our belief pattern because we focus on the person's characteristics rather than what's going on. And it's interesting because at some time, that thought, I should keep people at a distance because I can't trust people or you can't trust people, might have been appropriate. If you grew up in a situation where trusting the wrong person could have meant a threat to your survival, either physically, mentally, emotionally, then that belief was good in that aspect. It protected you. But what we need to do is we need to analyze and make sure that those beliefs that we have constantly, we need to do this, we constantly need to do this, look at it and say, hey, maybe this was true in the past, but is it true right now? Is this helping me move forward or is it hurting me and pushing me backwards? Because the thing is, we can miss out a lot of happiness, especially in the, the whole success game, the whole trying to get forward. If you don't trust people, and like I said, I've, I've been there, I've been there. Um, if you don't trust people because of something that's happened in your past, you're going to miss out a lot. It's not going to hurt anybody else. It's going to hurt you more than anybody else. So what you need to think about is, do these beliefs that I have still serve me or do they not? Because when we carry around these beliefs and interpretations about the world that are no longer serving us, then that's when we start surfing, uh, suffering. Surfing. I apparently want to go surfing. Anyways... <laughs> And the big thing, which it really boils down is any of our beliefs, is that our mind is going to completely believe whatever meanings that we have created. And it's interesting because we think that our surroundings are what sculpt us and what, you know, what shape our mind. And to a degree that it's true, but it has to get through a gate and it has to get through the gate where it goes from someone else's belief or something that we have as a external input and it comes into us and then our mind starts to, or us ourselves, whether it's, uh, it's from our heart or from our mind, we convert it into something that we want to believe. 
And then once we believe it, our mind's going to say, okay, well, you know, this is what we have to do. This is the belief. And if we believe that as true, it's going to get kind of dicey if it's a bad situation. If So going back to that belief, if we have the beliefs as truth, it will our brain will view as getting hurt as a very frightening experience and will do anything in its power to keep its way itself away from that risk. So there with that 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 focus or that belief that we have that we should distance ourselves from people because they can hurt us, our mind will take that and then start looking for reasons to back that up and will shape our lives to stay away from people, to kind of get away from it, to get away from, you know, the risk of getting in pain or feeling damaged, things like that. And those feelings conflict with other feelings. They conflict with happiness. They conflict with a abundance mentality or abundance mindset. You'll hear me mention that quite a bit in this podcast. Abundance mindset where we view as everything that we've ever really needed is coming to us and it might not be here right now, but we start seeing the things that are trickling in and we start getting excited. It will, that belief that I was talking about earlier will then corrupt how we feel in relationships whether it's business relationship, partner relationships, uh, friendships, anything, and we'll lose being able to, what one of my favorite things is, experiencing another human being incredibly vividly. Um, It's a little bit easier for people that know me personally who are listening to this to understand that because they've seen like how much I care about people and how much I just embrace someone and try to help them be better and things like that. But if we don't do that, if we don't have ourselves open, and yeah, you know what, I will be honest with you, you are going to open yourself up and people are going to reach in your chest and pull out your beating heart. And it's going to happen in business too. You are going to try to help someone else and they're going to slice, you know, slice and dice you, so to speak, and you're just going to have to start from the ground up again and you want to lose trust in people. So something like that, we need to make sure that we don't, we're protecting ourselves, but we're not protecting ourselves from all these good experiences that we can have. So one cool thing is failure. A lot of people in entrepreneurship and business view failure as a completely horrible thing that you have to avoid. Now, I, what I want you to do is go and do a little homework if you don't already know this already, but maybe add two or three more people. It's easy. Go on Google, type in like how many times, you know, Steve Jobs failed, how many times Bill Gates failed, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all these successful people. Um, And add maybe two more accounts to your mind just to help you get through your journey. Failure is a very big thing for success. And a lot of people view that, oh, if I fail, I'm scared of that. I am, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm horrible at what I'm doing. I'm not a a professional or an expert. That's not true. But if you change the viewpoint in your head that when you, as if you saw failure as a completely natural part of life and you believe that basically the fastest way to become successful is to get out of your comfort zone and basically double down and double your rate of failure, that is how you would get to success 
<clears throat> your mind would react very differently whenever you're looking at a new opportunity, a new venture, a new relationship, partnership, um, a new business idea, a new idea that someone else thought of that you may want to jump into. You think of it differently because yes, failure is there and you have to embrace it, but failure is a kind of good thing. It's fun. It's not joyous in the moment always, but down the road you have a good story or you learn. You Failure is not an end-all, be-all. It's something that you can learn from. And most times, you're going to learn from and gain more from a failure than you would from a success. Success tends to make our heads a little big. It makes us grow this crazy inflated ego of, oh, I'm awesome. Oh, I had a, a company at 18 years old. Oh, I was managing a team of tw- like you know 20. I had all these employees. Um you know, whatever you're like, then that's personally me quoting my story, but I've also had failures. I had failures where I pushed my business and certain things happened to me. And then I was slow to react and I ended up becoming homeless. And that's a big failure to a lot of people. And it is, let me tell you, as scary being in it as you're scared of it now. But now that I've gotten through that, I view that as one of the most important things that's ever happened in my life because not only did it teach me values about how I have to work even harder than I was before, and I've always worked hard, 15 hours a day, 15 hour work days is common thing to me. Um, but not only did it teach me to work harder, kind of slow down and enjoy life, it taught me to appreciate everything I have in my life. It taught me that severe depressive act and pain and problems helped me move forward to a point where I take, I don't take anything for granted. I am very happy and content with where I live, with the fact that I have a car again, um, the fact that I get to do what I pretty much want to do. There's so many people in this world that would love to be an entrepreneur and will never even get a chance. We were born in, a, or most of the people that are probably listening to this, we are, we're born in America. You know how freaking lucky we are that we can go out and chase something that we want to do? And that's everybody. That's every single race. That's every single gender. Here in, in America, you can run out and you can work and work and work and you can strive to get towards something. That's the thing that people don't get. Your brain is the most powerful piece of machinery that's on earth. Most powerful piece of machinery, most powerful computer. There's nothing that can touch it. In fact, every single thing that humans have designed came out of a human brain. It came out of that. So everything that you touch, unless it was, you know, a item of nature or item of creation or evolution or whatever you want to believe in. Um, every single thing, if you, the thing you're holding in your hand, this thing that was on Star Trek, a touchscreen device, which was so like mind-blowingly out can happen, yet we have them and they fit in our pockets now. So what people don't get is that your mind can be your greatest helper 
or it can be your absolutely worst nightmare, greatest, darkest enemy. But the interesting thing is that that helper or that enemy, you actually have control over what is it, what it's doing. But whether it's that former or the latter, it really depends on the meanings that you have created inside it and are creating at any given point in time. It's not something that you can go through your mind and be like, oh yeah, I need to change this, 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 and this, and this, and boop, I'm done. Okay, cool, good, let's go. Yeah, you'll be better than you were a couple years ago or a month ago or whatever, but you're not really advancing. But bringing it back to what I said about computers or our minds being, or yeah, our minds, the computer operating system that our beliefs are, there are many, many people, incredible, incredible amounts of people running completely outdated and negative beliefs on a machine that was built to be innovative, creative, and explorative. And that's where we need to take it kind of deep inside, deep inside ourselves. Are we running on operations that, you know, have been there for a long time that we haven't examined and tried to fix? Like, are we constantly looking at ourselves to see what beliefs that we've had in the past that are still there? It's like, it's almost like you're dating your belief system. You're like, hey, yeah, no, you're familiar. I understand like why you're there. But do I really understand why you why you're there? Do I understand what you're doing for me? What how are you helping me or are you hurting me? That's what you gotta focus on. Now it's interesting because perception and how we take things in can depend on a moment. Now, imagine that you're at Six Flags or you're at the beach or you're, let's say, let's make it easy. Let's say you're standing in a pool somewhere and suddenly, like that, you experience incredible short-term memory loss. If you're looking around, everything that you see would then become what your mind would take in as fact and truth and this is how things are. Now, the problem with that is most things that you are looking at, like, okay, if there was, like, you know, waves, you would understand what's going on there. There's people there. You understand, okay, I'm not one in a you know, million, or, like, I'm not one thing that exists right here now. There's a bunch of other things that look like me. But if you look down through the water, you would see your feet. But with that short-term memory loss you would accept that while looking through the water and having the way light refracts and how if you look through water, it makes things bigger, you would accept that the size of your feet is this misconstrued, magnified thing that you're looking at. That's what your reality would become. So you'd be accepting an optical illusion as a truth because this is the way you are interpreting at that moment. Now, it's interesting because once you got out of the pool, you would understand that it was an illusion or things like that, and you would see what your you know, size of your feet are. 
But it's interesting because if you, and no one would ever do this, but if you got out of the water and never looked at your feet again, you would always have that thought in your head that your feet are freaking huge. You always would. The only reason you would know that they are smaller, normal size is because you looked at them. So that's what I want people to do. I want people to take beliefs that we had since we were young and look at them. In order to become truly free, we need to give up our current interpretations of the world. We don't need to give them up permanently. We just need to be willing to accept that they are really subjective interpretations because that's what it is. And that we may have made up our mind on something that's not necessarily true or may have been true in the past, or is an illusion that we have never really looked at again. You need to be willing to look inside yourself and be completely honest. Now, it's interesting, because I mentioned earlier that our belief systems, a lot of our belief system has been formed in the past. Now, if I asked you how much more intelligent and capable you, right now, compared to when you were five or six years old, how much more intelligent you are now versus then, I'm willing to bet that you would have said, like, oh, I've developed a lot since then. My, you know, I know a lot more. I know more things and things like that. It's interesting, though, and it fascinates the living daylights out of me. Because if you were, when I study people and I study certain belief systems and things like that, I'm fascinated with the fact that almost every single person that I study carries around with them, still, still carries around with them interpretations of the world that they, that were create, that were created, formed when they were just a kid. That means that decisions and interpretations by a five- or six-year-old brain are affecting your life right now. And it's interesting because um, a big study that I've done is studying how um, we court or how we get into relationships. And a lot of relationships, as far as a male and a female or whatever, when... If it's male, male, female, female, it's all the same. When we, a lot of the reasons why we care about somebody or why people stay in bad relationships, um, even abusive ones, is because of things that have happened when we were kids. Attachment hunger, which is a big thing that goes on in relationships, is formed because of either our attachment to our mother or father. And it shapes our whole entire relationship. Um, there's a good book. It's called, uh, I think it's called How to Get Over Your Addiction to People. And it goes over that whole detail in, in very grave detail. But mainly because this podcast is more about business, I just wanted to mention that really quick as one of the beliefs that I know right off the top of my head that are shaped by when we are kids. So the interesting thing is that going back to the fact that our five or six-year-old decisions and interpretations affect us now, the thing that fixes that 
is sitting down and choosing who we want to be. And a lot of my personality, my mindset as far as business was all or a lot of it was created by me. And I happened into this by accident just because my mind is kind of, it's a little bit different. It likes to prove whether everything's right or whether everything is right or wrong or not in the moment. And it's very analytical. And I got bored of being analytical with others and started being analytical with myself, which then in turn made me better at being analytical with other people as far as business and things like that. But most people never sit down and choose who they want to be. So this is what I'm urging you to do tonight, today, whatever, whenever you're listening to this at the end of this, I want you to make a conscious decision and choose which interpretations of the world that's around you that you want to keep and which ones you feel are no longer serving you. That's the step that I want you to do right now. And it's going to be hard. And the better that you are at doing it, the more kind of pain and emptiness you're actually going to experience. And it's interesting because I say that now and some of you cringe. Some of you are like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to do that. Um, That's the interesting part. That's why I said at the beginning of this podcast tonight that if you're not willing to take action, then you're never going to move ahead successfully. One, that was one of the business mindset things that I had to learn, and it took me forever to learn. Because with me, when I found something that worked in marketing, I didn't want to, sh- I didn't want to sell it to other people so that they could do it and be my competitors. But my friend, who is very, very successful with business, Um, he would come up with an idea, use it for his business, and then make a product to sell it as well. And that always like confused the living daylights out of me. My old belief system was, why are you giving this information that we worked hours and spent so much time and study on to give us an advantage? And now you just want to sell it for like, like 20 or 30 bucks for an information product. And what I eventually learned was you can sell something, an idea, to a bunch of people and they'll buy it and they'll be motivated like I talked about in previous podcasts about how motivation is really just a crock of crap. It's just a crock of complete and utter garbage Um, because it's not long-lasting and sustaining. But people would buy that product and even be motivated to want to do it. And about, I would say, 98% of them did not do them for a long enough term to see results. So that's why I constantly stress that you apply what you learn on this podcast. You're getting information. Sometimes as a human, when we get free information, we don't take it to heart. If there's a price tag on it, then we start taking attention to it. And the higher that price tag, the more our brain visualize or views it as, oh, I need to, you know, I need to work on this to get the value that I just paid for. But show me, show yourself that you're above that, that you can take information, really good information that can help you and change the way you think for free and apply it to yourself. So like I said, I want you to sit down 
and choose who you want to be. I want you to make a conscious decision and choose which interpretations of your life, of the world, that you want to keep that are helping you and benefiting you. Really, that's where we have to be honest and humble and really dive deep into us. Because sometimes we use beliefs as crutches to get out of things or to get around things or to feel better about ourselves. Dig down, be bluntly honest, and choose which ones you're going to keep and which ones are no longer serving you. Which ones are old, old parts of your operating system that needs to be updated. You need to hit that update button every once in a while. And as simple as this, it's time for you to realize that as long as you're living in a fairy tale, which is what life can be, and it's interesting because you think about a fairy tale, there's people that are doing very, very good in a fairy tale and very, very badly in a fairy tale. So what you should do is you might as well be a king or a queen who lives happily ever after, works on themselves and gets what they want and gets the dream and is successful instead of the peasant who is always, always suffering, always in pain and agony, dealing with things, um, woe is me, um, things constantly keep happening to me, I can never get off the ground. That's the fun part. If I were to just give you, if I were to give you a piece of paper where you could go somewhere and get everything that you ever wanted, like that, I promise you after the first couple of months, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to feel empty because it was just handed to you. You didn't, you didn't go on a journey and experience it. That's why people that are born in Hawaii don't really care all that much about Hawaii. But people will spend thousands of dollars to go there on vacation. If you're just dropped into something and it's super easy, you're going to get bored. Number two, the way the human mind works is once we acquire something, we get tired of it. We, don't, we lessen the value of it and then our mind latches onto something else that we can go and pursue. And I think on a back in the survival times when everything else could pretty much kill us, um, like wild animals and we were not all that developed, that is what helped us to keep moving forward. Like we figured out something and then we kept going to figure out something else that made us even more safer and things like that. And I feel like now with us acquiring things, whether it's a spouse, whether it's money, whether it's success, whether it's happiness, we always want more of it. And I think it's a good thing, but we need to keep it in check because ultimately money and all that good stuff and building your own business and being a young entrepreneur or leaving college and blazing a trail ahead is part of it. But what we're really going after is happiness. And I've said this every single podcast that if you aren't happy, I promise you a check isn't going to help you. I have been dirt, dirt, dirt poor living out of the back of a car wondering how I was going to ever survive or how I was ever going to get out of that situation. And I've been filthy, incredibly, ridiculously rich where I had no idea what the heck I was doing 
and literally couldn't I've ran out of things to think about buying or experiencing because I just had so much money it got boring if you're not happy none of that's ever going to matter it's really not going to I mean, sure, it stinks being homeless and not being able to eat and stuff like that. It's far worse than being a miserable rich person. I'll say that. Money buys you a jet ski. Jet skis are fun. I don't think I've ever seen somebody, like, miserable on a jet ski. But the reality is, eventually, you're going to get bored and tired of everything. So what you need to do is, like I said, sit down and look inside yourself and find what parts of your mindset need work, need excavation, need recreation need something new and once you master that once you can do that when you get bored you won't have to buy something new when you get bored you won't have to go out and buy something to fill the void or do something crazy to try to make people think that you're impressive to fill the void You're self-sufficient at that point. You're not running around in a loop for other people and for your happiness. You're self-sufficient where, hey, I'm kind of bored. I want to try something new. I want this new experience. I want to work on this part of me. You're more self-sufficient than anything. And no matter what happens around you with people, going back to the I can't trust other people thing, then you're going to be a much more happier person And you're not reliant. You're not clinging to other people to define who you are. You're defining who you are. And then people are going to fall madly in love with you. Your friendships, let's just focus on that. Your friendships are going to be so much better. Your business relationships are going to be so much better. People are going to respect you. People are going to want to go to you when they have a question. They're going to want to learn from you because you're not constantly being fractured because other people pull away from you you're confident you're secure your mind is in place when you do find something that you don't like about yourself it's not oh my god i need to hide this or not even think about it and it's not oh my god i'm a horrible person i i don't deserve like everything that's going on in my life i i you know i can't believe i'm doing this it's hmm problem Let's see how I can fix this. We live in the information age. We really, really do. If you need to find something to work on, you can go on Google. You can read books. You, you can do anything. But it starts with us evaluating our mental structure, how we operate. Anyhow, guys, that is about it for podcast number three. Uh, Once again, my name is Connor Gilson, and I'm the president of CG Consulting. I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in and listening to it. Um, And that's pretty much about it. Have a good rest of your day, guys.